All right, all right, all right. Welcome to episode 28 of Rolling with the Barons. I'm your host, head coach of the Brooklyn Barons, Roland Woods. All right. The Brooklyn Barons are a franchise with the Relocation Football League. You can find out more about the Relocation Football League at www.relocationfootballleague.com. All right. From there, you can get a link to all the team news, all the player news. We have the draft coming up. You can get all the draft news. If you want to sign up to be a player in the next draft, not the draft coming up, but the draft after that, you can sign up to be a player. If you want to sign up to be a coach, uh, Got to get your application ready, get your resume ready. You can sign up to be a coach, man. Uh, and it will also link you to all the different social medias, uh, the Twitter, the Instagram, and most definitely the YouTube where you can catch our games. All right. So definitely, ch- again, check out www.relocationfootballleague.com. All right. And if you're interested in following the Barons, you feel me? You want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and on IG at Barons RFL. All right. Now, today we'll be we'll be talking about uh, our recent defeat to the Memphis Steamers. All right. The final score of that game was uh, seventeen to twenty-two. Uh, hard fight game, man. <clears throat> Hard-fight game. Uh, big shout-out to the Steamers, man. Uh, and good luck the rest of the way, man. Uh, man, it's a... It's a heartbreaking loss, man. It's a heartbreaking loss. It's just one of those things, like... You just... You just see everything, man. You go back and... and and review it. Watch even watching it live, man. You just you just see everything, man. It was just things that I wish I did, things that I wish I didn't do. It's just like everything comes, man. Everything just it just hits you, man. It just hits you, especially in this kind of a situation. <coughs> Dang, my bad, my bad. Excuse me. Uh. Especially in this kind of a situation, it's tough, man. It's really, it's really, really tough, man. Uh, but we'll get we'll we'll get deeper into that as the as the podcast goes. Uh, as we always do, we're going to start with uh, the questions uh, from the Discord. Uh, big shout out to the Steamers, man. Big shout out to Justin, man. Great game, man. Great game. Uh, now, my Discord's been acting funny, man, so I went ahead and I screenshotted the picture so I wouldn't even have to try to wait for my Discord to load up while I was recording, man. So I got the questions. They're right here. We in the gallery already, all right? So uh, the first question comes from D'Angelo Smith. He's just season three cornerback prospect. And uh, his uh, question is, thoughts on your offense's performance? Man, getting right into it, man. Alright, getting right into it. I have mixed emotions. I have mixed feelings about the offense's 
performance, man. I'm I'm all over the place, man. I'm all over the place. Uh, I don't know if I should say the bulk of it for offensive review. I'm just gonna say overall, up and down, man. Up and down. Uh, I'm very. I'm very pleased with what uh, Peyton Vandervelt was able to accomplish through the air. Uh, I'm not pleased with what we were able to accomplish on the ground. Uh, each for different reasons. Uh, there are things that I wish I could have changed. Uh, I do kind of feel like in the final minutes when, when we needed big plays, man, our offense kind of folded, man. And I don't feel like, I don't like saying that. Our defense has carried us the whole season. But the defense has really carried us our whole season, man. And actually, I take it back. I will say I like to say that because I kind of plan it. I expect our defense to carry us, man. And it just... Today was just a day where I just felt like the offense also let us down, man. And I'll, I'll get into that later, man. So it's up and down. All right, uh... The next question comes from my Frankie, head coach of the Dreadnoughts. Uh, his question is, uh, thoughts on your defense overall? <sighs> I think my defense played great, man. I think my defense played great. Uh, at least the first three and a half quarters, man. I just think that it just came to a point. And something that we look to emphasize next year, going back to our previous question, man, it just came to the point where our offense needed to be productive in key situations, and they weren't. And it put too much pressure on the defense. Now they're gassed. Now they're giving up big plays. The last half of the fourth quarter was just the defense being gassed. We back-to-back short drives, three and outs, like back-to-back-to-back, like, First, we get it, then we fumble. Like, then we get it, and then, uh, what happened? We get, then they had a great punt after we make the stop, man. And then it's like, now we, now we getting the safety, man. And right at first play safety. So we just got off the field, safety. Now we back on the field, and now they just grinded it out, man. Grinded it out, man. So it's, man, it's, Overall, man, I'm not disappointed in my defense, man. I think they played great, bro. I think they played great. It's just things that we have to work on going forward, man. Things that we have to work on going forward, man. Uh, I think they played great. All right. Uh, the next question comes from uh, Coach B from uh, the Crusaders, man. His question is, other than losing in the playoffs, losing your starting QB, what are the disappointments of this season? Uh, not winning the division is the biggest disappointment of the season for real. Not winning the, not not winning the uh division and that Tigers loss would be the two biggest disappointments of the season right now. Uh, everything else, man. Everything else, man, was kind of cool, man. I don't really have no gripes with too many of the rest of the season. I think that'll be a podcast. That's really going to be a podcast later. Uh, rapping with my guy, uh, rapping with my guy, Mitchie, man. He put me back on a lot of the storylines that I had for uh, the team 
and then just going back, he sent it to me at the end of the season, man, and just seeing that, it's just something that I want to discuss on the, uh, on another podcast, so, but as far as disappointment, I would only say not winning this division, man, and not, uh, that Tigers lost, bro, that Tigers lost is everything, all right, uh, <clears throat> Then our last question comes from uh, Darius Dollars. Uh, his question is, what is his first step in heading towards the offseason for the Barons? Uh, review. Review. Uh, the players have done their job, man. It's nothing more that they can do, man. Uh, we won't touch the field again <clears throat> until January. Like, it's nothing more that the players can do. It's, it's up to us now, man. It's up to review. Uh, I have been reviewing... Every aspects of how we attack uh, this year already, like just it, that's kind of what stalled things going on. Like I, as soon as we lost, I automatically went back into review mode. Man, I just been reviewing everything. Like I've been watching, I've been listening to re-option podcasts. Uh, there's other types of plays that I've been just listening to, man. That I want to expand on, man. It's just things that I've I've seen. It's like uh. Review, man. Review. It's something I'm going to talk about in uh, in in a later podcast. Uh, the things that we want to work on, man. Uh, I know that <clears throat> over these next over this next couple of weeks, going into the draft, man, it's going to be a lot of things. Even coming out of the draft, free agency, the draft. I know there's going to be a lot of things that I do, a lot of moves that I make or attempt to make that's going to make people feel uh, a type of way. I don't care, bro. I don't care because I've been reviewing, bro, and I know what my team needs to be successful. I've seen what could be better. Like I've seen where we've been great, man, but if you have the opportunity to upgrade those areas, man, that's what you want to do. And everybody might not understand it the way that you're doing it, but I understand what I'm trying to do, man. Now that we've committed to the identity of what we're going to have, man, it's just about expanding on that identity. So uh, the first step heading towards the offseason is to review. Because before we review, if we don't review, we won't know what we need heading into the draft, heading into free agency. So I'm in the film room watching every game from the beginning, especially the PS5 games, like every game from the beginning, how we move, how we look, who did this, who was good, who was trash. Like I'm looking at everything, both sides of the ball, especially because I know these guys, man, and we're at that time now, coaches are making moves. Uh, and if I see the opportunity to bring in pieces now that will help us or to help move us, up in the draft to get positions that we need or even drop us lower in the draft because we feel like we can get the guy we need at a lower position and still pick up other picks or other assets, other players uh, to help build our team, bro, then that's what we're going to do. Like, I think we have a very, very solid foundation. I think we have a very, very solid foundation, man. And in order for us to continue to build, in order to turn this this shabby little shack into the, the mansion that we're trying to build it into man uh we gotta know uh what the foundation is what pieces we need what's gonna gel together uh we don't want to be trying to put brick with steel when we don't need brick with steel you know what i'm saying it's like we, we're trying we're trying to we're trying to we're trying to build a powerhouse man we're trying to build a powerhouse and it's just getting the pieces that we need and that starts with review that's that starts with us that starts with the coaches that starts with the coaches all right. Uh, <clears throat> that's the last question. 
man, I guess, I guess I'll just hop in the, the game review. I don't know if I want to start with the offense or the defense. Uh, I guess I'll start with the, I'll start with the offense, man. Uh, I'll start with the offense. Uh, speaking on offense, uh, we're also going to try to get our guy, Nikki Flames on the pot. Uh, we're going to call it a Nicky Flames so we can get a little bit of his uh, his review of the game. I guess a little bit of his review of the season. I might want to keep that for a later podcast to get his review of the season. Uh, it's a lot of things. Now that's the off season. a lot of questions will be asked, a lot of things, a lot of moves will be made. So uh, I definitely have to be talking uh, with my guy, Nicky Flames, not only to see what uh, we're going to do, I guess to see what, what he's going to do. Because uh, there's some questions that I got to ask the league office. Like, I know, like, now we had the opportunity to to use two books. But if we go back to the one book, then it's going to be, hey, man, how you feel about this reaction? Like, not taking away from nothing that he's done because I like his books. And if we had the two books, then it would be, hey, you dive into your books, I'll dive into my books, and... We have to have a, a. You have to prove it to me. You have to tell me why this book should be over this book. You feel me? But if it comes down to the one book, we know the one book. We know the one book. So that's gonna be a question. And also, I want him to. I want him to be able to shop himself if he gets the opportunity because he's a smart kid, and I don't want him. Even though he keeps saying like he's learning from me and he doesn't mind, it's like I don't. I don't want him to be pigeonholed, especially if it's not his move. I don't want him to be pigeonholed to a system if he, with the system that he runs, because it works. So if he gets the opportunity to have more control somewhere else, I'm not going to stop him. I'm not going to stop him. So, hey, listen, if you're looking for an OC, a good OC, Nikki Flames is out there, bro. Nikki Flames is out there. I'm just so pretentious, man. I'm just so pretentious, man, because... These are my babies. I've been here from the beginning. You feel me? So it's a different kind of vibe. You feel me? But like, especially like if you're a new guy coming in, man, and you want to work with a guy who's really, really good offensively. Like, look, a lot of Nicky Flames concept. We use his book, bro. Like, it, we use his book. Like, confidently use his book. Like, so, hey, man. Hey, man, definitely check out Nicky Flames. But if not, hey, you can rock with me, Nicky Flames. As long as the Desperados don't get a coach, you can rock with me. Like, you can rock with me. We can learn to read option together. You feel me? I can put you on game. And I can also show you different ways to attack these defenses too, man. I can get you hit. And then you can go co- coach in the ARC, man. <laughs> and then you can go coach in the ARC. But anyway, uh, when we're doing our uh, offensive review, man, listen. Everybody's not going to see this the same way as me because they're not me man i'm the coach like these my guys this is my squad this is my baby i built this squad i built this team you hear me so everybody's not going to see it the way i see it man so first i'm gonna say hats off to peyton vanderbilt hats off to peyton vanderbilt he had a remarkable game he had a remarkable game bro great through the air i think especially during the last uh during the last uh Stretch of the game, man. He was really getting in the rhythm, man. Making the plays. Uh, finally, 
going with the scheme, you feel me, which is something that frustrated me. Like, I know everybody's going to say, oh, man, but those deep passes look good. Okay, but that's not what we asked you to do. That's not what we asked you to come out here doing. That's not your, listen, listen. Deep passes is more than throw power, bro. Like, deep passes is more than throw throw power. Reed Wagner don't got the 99 throw power when he out here throwing these shots on everybody, bro. Like, deep deep passing is more than a throw power. That's not your game. We put you in the short game scheme because you wanted you to zip it in there, bro. Just zip it in there. Get the ball out real quick. Let the playmakers make the play. You feel me? Now, <clears throat> ironically, when we finally start doing that, and we make the had the playmakers making the play. The playmaker may drop the he make an uncharacteristic play. It it was two uncharacteristic plays, man. It's just when I saw it, it was it just shocked me, bro. It just shocked me. And the first one was the Amari fumble, man. But I understand why he fumbled, bro. It's like why you don't you don't have to stiff arm my man. Just run, bro. You just run. Who's catching you? Run, bro. Run, why are you slowing down and try to stiff arm this man? Then you missed. You feel me? Now the ball just open, bro. Just run, bro. He can't catch you, bro. He can't catch you. Like, he can't catch you, bro. Just run, bro. But it is what it is. <sighs> he got caught. You feel me? Because he out here playing, man. He got caught. Great play by William Jackson. Uh, shout out to William Jackson. Justin knows that's the guy I tried to get. Man, when I was on my slot, uh, slot cornerback question, that's a guy that I really wanted. He would not trade me my mans. And it's just like to see him now making the play. It's just like, bro, I wanted this guy, bro. I wanted this guy. You feel me? But, <clears throat> what's that? That's Nikki Flames hitting me up. All right, so I'm going to do a little bit more of my review. And then we're going to call in the Nikki Flames. We're gonna, let me let let me let him know. Hold on, give me a second. Boom. Boom. All right, so that is that. Man, what was I talking about? Oh, Amari. <sighs> Fumble was crucial. All right, but I don't like doing it. I just, when I look at the team, bro, like as a coach, I just feel like, listen, the whole time I'm watching this game, all right, listen. Let me start from the beginning. Season over. I can just talk. All right. So, we came out in the outside zone as our game plan. All right? Boom. Outside zone was our game plan. That's why there were so many runs. You, you saw it was a lot of runs to that. We were trying to hit that corner. Trying to run from uh, Nashawn. Respect on his name. Trying to run from him, man. We like, I will hit the outside. We feel like our guards can, can come over here and get enough chip on uh, their ends. Their ends aren't as aren't as uh strong as their uh their inside, man. We just felt like that we should just not go over there, man. <sighs> and then even with you feel me, seeing from the game, like, hey, it seemed like it was a great idea from what they decided to go with. It's like, hey, this should work. Ain't work at all, man. And then we were a lot more effective going up the middle. You feel me? And then all I can think the whole time, man, is if KB was in here right now, he would be making the killing up the middle right now. He would be making, we will be moving this ball right now. Especially when Vanderveld out here trying to be a rocket launcher. It's like, bro, bro, 
West Coast. West Coast, bro. West Coast. Like, you don't have to. It was just so many times where he's just sitting there, just waiting for the big pass. I'm looking at the check down in front of him. Like, the man is open. Throw it to my man. Let him get an extra three or four yards. You can keep it moving, bro. Nah, he trying to launch it. Like, every time, bro, trying to be. I know it's your first game back, bro, but relax, bro. Relax, bro. Just Make the read, make the play, bro. You the vet, bro. But then the big thing about it is, is I should have left on his X Factor. I kept telling myself that I was going to turn on his X Factor. And I was going to turn off Bane's X Factor. Because Bane's X Factor probably lit up one time since I've been coaching him, bro. And he don't really need it. He's Bane, bro. He's going to be nice. You seen it? He don't need no X Factor, bro. He nice. It's like, so I could turn that joint off. Put on these pro reads. I should have did it. He would have got the ball out quicker. So I'm sitting back there holding it. We probably wouldn't have got that safety. It's like, bro, why are you trying to be? Come on, bro. Like, you don't have to. You not. Brink, bro, you not brink. I'm watching these plays. I'm watching this streak, bro. Like, everybody was that was a great play. It was over the show. It was. I won't take none of that away. But when I'm watching it, it's like, that's not. If Brink makes that play, it's a touchdown, bro. If Brink makes that throw in the same position that Vandy made that throw, feet set, chilling in the pocket, bro, and I can just comfortably launch it down there, that's a touchdown. Ain't no stopping. He had him beat, beat, bro. He should have not been caught, bro. He should, but that's not his game. You can't. His he got like the seventy some deep. You regardless of what his throw power is, bro. He got the seventy some deep. We trying to use your throw power to zip it around these corners, bro. We trying to use your throw power to zip it around these corners, bro. But you trying to launch it, and then in the wind too, bro. It's like, bro. I understand how you. Listen, you probably never played with guys like this before. You feel me? But listen, listen, bro. Make the read, make the play, make the play, bro. Make the read, make the play. <sighs> Our run game wasn't as effective. I can't blame Kenny for that because we schemed to go outside and they shut the outside down. Uh, we expected them to scheme the middle. They schemed the middle, but somehow we were still more effective up the middle. I wish we had KB in there to, to make some of these runs. You feel me? I know everybody be like, no, nah, man, you, you was moving with Andy. We was. I mean, okay. All right, bro. But how many points we get moving with Andy? Like, that's my thing, bro. KB got the got the points. KB got the points, bro. You feel like, come on out. We're we not going to. Like and then I, I don't even want to call it like a fluke fake because it's third quarter. It's middle of the third quarter. He just pulled out the fake field goal, bro. It's like, come on, bro. It, I was already thinking like, man, I wish KB was in here, especially because he's launching all these passes down the field. And then to see KB come in and score, bro, just as an aha moment, bro. Shout out to KB, bro. That's just another. It made me feel like. I just need to believe in my guys, bro, and lose with my guys, bro. I'd rather believe in my guys and lose with my guys than regret, like, not doing it, bro. And right now, I kind of regret not putting my guy out there. Not because Vandy was trash. Like, he just wasn't doing what we need him to do. If we... It took everything for me not to run this vertical zone run. And I know Nikki Flames been wanting me to run it, bro. It's just like I expected to see a lot different deep coverage bro but just from the way things were going bro we probably could have ran it and it would have been more effective to what vandy was at least trying to do we could have gave it more deep opportunities bro we were trying to get we're trying to quick pass it down the field bro take the big shot if it's there bro you forcing these big shots like you in the end zone trying to take a big shot like bro come on bro come on bro come on bro you can't you can't be doing stuff like that 
Uh, offensive line, uh, Diego was eating my man Maynard up all game, bro. All game. Like, come on, what? That was uncharacteristic. You feel me? Have a little bit more. Like, it's not like you don't have speed and agility for a lineman, bro, but he was just getting off on you. It is what it is. You feel me? Shout out to my man, the lizard. You feel me? I'll put some respect on your name. You feel me? The lizard. Like, just eat my man's up, man. Eat my man's up. Hey, no more to say than that. You feel me? Uh Nashawn was eating up the eating up the middle. Uh <sighs> They got a lot of good pressure on us, man. Without having to get a lot of pressure on us, what kind of made me even more mad. You feel me? They got a lot of good pressure on us without having to really pre get pressure on us. You feel me? But even with that, man, there were times where we still could have been effective because I feel like it affected us more because Vandy was holding the ball, bro. Stop holding that joint. Like, if you're going to throw a contested deep, bro, like, throw a contested short then, bro. Like, just, if you got, if you feel like that's the best to throw the contested, the contested deep ball, bro, the bro, just throw a short, bro. Just throw a short. And it's like, we can't really read option with you, bro. It's not your move. <sighs> but I can't put it all on him, man, because... That fumble was key, man. Ain't no telling what that drive could have been, bro. Ain't no that fumble by Amari was key, man. Ain't no telling what that drive could have been. Bro, ain't no telling what that drive could have been. So, that is what that is. Uh, Big shout out to Bain. I think Bain had a good game. I think Amari still had a good game. I think Joe Johnson uh, could have had a better game, but... When we needed him to make the play, he made the play, man. I like to see him. I like for him to feel more like a number one than a number two, man. Uh, but those are things that I guess we'll have to try to scheme in better next year, man. Uh, but I would really like for him to feel like more of a, a number one than a number two. Like, I understand Amari is our number one, bro. But you still Joe Johnson, bro. You're supposed to be the other number one. Like, it's supposed to be like both of us is a threat. Like, you never know. You feel me? So we were suspecting a lot more. You never know in this game, man. And I, I wish we could have got it, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, <sighs> oh, big shout out to Kenny in the blocking game. Uh, something that uh always be stepped on. People don't really talk about. Shout out to Kenny in the blocking game, man. Uh, great block, great block, great block. Uh, I wish that Bang could have head on to that pass because that was a great, great block, great block, great block. But, uh, defensive review. Man. Another uncharacteristic play, bro. It's just us going out on our bread and butter, bro. It's just. Listen. I don't hate a lot of things, bro. I don't hate a lot of things, bro. But Romeo Jackson, shout out to Justin, bro. Romeo Jackson, I hate that man, bro. I hate that man. Like, I've hated this man since I became the Bears coach. Like, I've hated this man. Because he wears number 17, bro. And it's like, no matter what Omari does, bro, it's always this man doing something else, bro. And I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to see him. I couldn't wait to strap him up, bro. Like, I couldn't wait. I was hyped, bro. I was hyped. And I just knew, bro. 
I just knew when Damari, Damari don't jump and not come down with the ball, bro. It don't happen, bro. If you eat up Damari, he ain't drunk with you. You jump by yourself and just got it. You feel me? He might have his hand up, but he ain't drunk with you, bro. If, if, if Damari jump, bro, if Sparks jump, I know he's coming down with the ball. So as soon as he's in the air, I'm hyped. I'm hype, bro. I'm hype. I'm big hype. Like, yes, sir. Gorilla gang. Dancing all around. People in the bar looking at me like I'm crazy. You feel me down? Look at the top of the screen. They say touchdown. I'm like, what? Touchdown? You feel me? It's like, bro. Bro. Come on, bro. He body bomb. Shout out to to Rome. I hate that man, but shout out to that man. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. You feel me? I hate that man, bro. I hate that man. And he must have heard the podcast. He must have heard the podcast. Cause I said I was not worried about him with Demario over there. He must be like, oh yeah, all right. Let me show you something. Cause he showed us. He showed us, bro. I'm still. I'm still hurt, bro. That's a big play, bro. That's a make or break play, bro. That's a make or break play right there, bro. I think that's the the play that really has got the momentum going, bro. Like that play, bro. It was a it was a deflating play for real, bro. I was just like, dang, bro. Not sparks, bro. Not sparks, bro. But it's always an exception to the rule, bro. It's always an exception to the rule, and I guess. On that play, man, Romeo was the exception to the rules. So big shout out to my man's big shout out to the Steamers. You feel me now? Outside of that, outside of no, no, the one big play by uh, Mouse Kerrigan, man, bouncing off the tackles, getting to the outside, keeping his balance. Like I want to be mad, <sighs> but I know he be doing stuff like that, like. That's why he's Miles Kerrigan. And it's just like, come on, guys. Come on, guys. But I can understand, bro. I can understand the pressure has been on the defense. All the defense got us here, bro, to keep it a hundred. You feel me? The defense is the reason why we even made it this far, bro. So it's just... <sighs> they did what they could do, bro. They did what they could do. They did what they can do, bro. But it's just like to see those kind of plays, bro, it's just like it hurts. Like, because those are the kind of plays it takes to know that we've built ourselves to that. Those are the type of plays it's going to take. Like, you're going to have to break all the tackles and somehow get out of there. You're going to have to snatch it from Damari Sparks, bro. Like, and it's a poster, bro. It's a, it's, it's play of the year type vibes. You feel me? Like, to know that we've come to that, bro, it hurt even more when we let those plays get off, bro, because we pride ourselves on not letting those plays get off. And they got off, bro. And it was key to this game, bro, because we couldn't get nothing off on offense, bro. Like, again, it took special teams. It took KB to come out here, man, with the vibe to get things popping, bro. And it's like, I got to stop. I got to stop sleeping on my guys, bro. I got to let my guys rock, bro, and believe in my guys every time, bro. And that's the new vibes, bro. That's the new vibes. And 
I think that would have helped our defense out a lot more, bro. I think our defense played great outside of those plays. Dada played great. I think he did a good job of not giving up too many plays. Like We gave up a lot of yards, but it's only because we gave them a lot of opportunities giving the ball right back after unsuccessful drives, bro. And it's just not having our guys, not having our, our, our book, bro, not having what we wanted to do going into this, bro. It was just killer, bro. It was killer, bro. It was killer, man. Uh, to both sides of the ball, man, it really killed our defense's vibe, bro. To have to keep coming back, keep coming back, keep coming back, keep making a stop, keep making it. Don't get me wrong, they did it, bro. They did it like there wasn't. It was one real drive where the steamers like went down the field, like it was just eating us up down the field and scored, bro. But, like, other than that, bro, like, it was big plays that kind of set things off, bro. It was big plays that set things off. And if we keep limiting those big plays as we grow, bro, we'll get even better. Uh, it was something else that I really say, and I don't remember what it is right now. Let me give it. Let me give it a second. Let me give it a second. Oh. Pass rush. Our, I think our pass rush did a great job of keeping uh re off balance. Uh, I wish we could have got more sacks. Uh, of course, I always wish that, but I also see the improvements uh from the next gen, and I also see uh things that we would need to do in order to improve on that for the next season. Uh, I think Dada played well. I think uh VA played well. I think uh keeping uh, Jake Pride to a very, very minimal, a very, very quiet game. Uh, it's just a testament to how he's grown, you feel me, from when we drafted him. I think he was a 66, 65 when we drafted him, man, and we've just been growing him all season. I think now he's a 72, 73, bro. But uh, he plays great, bro. He's played great. Uh, I can't wait to see how we continue to uh, develop him. Uh, I think we did a good job of not giving up uh deep passes uh even though we were tested he he kept trying this uh but as expected you feel me as expected he kept trying this uh it's bittersweet man it's bittersweet it's bittersweet uh but it is what it is man it is what it is uh great season shout out to the guys bro shout out to cheese shout out to yap shout out to kb uh, shout out to Sparks. Uh, great season. Shout out to Nikki Flames, bro. Great season. Uh, we'll only get better, bro. We'll only get better. Uh, speaking of, uh, shout out to uh, Nikki Flames. We're definitely about to uh, get his call in, man. Definitely get his call in. Uh, man, let's see, let's see what he's got to say, man. Let's see what he's got to say. Yo. Are you there? Yeah, can you hear me, man? Yeah, I can hear you. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a while. It's been a while. It has. It has. That last game didn't go the way I, we were uh, wanting, did it? Not at all, man. Not at all. Yeah. There's, um, some things I saw, man. But I think uh, the team did a great job of game planning. 
Yeah, they did. They did a pretty good job game planning. We we were missing our one of our most important players at the quarterback position, which didn't help us. But uh, they still put a game plan in place that worked well. So shout out definitely on that. So definitely, right? Even I mean, Peyton Vanderbilt, he didn't do horrible, man. I think he did okay, but he definitely wasn't Brinker. No, he wasn't. I, he didn't lose the quarterback that we had didn't lose us the game, but he didn't really help us win the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I know like some people are gonna look at me crazy. I said it uh in my earlier part. Uh that I kinda wanna I kinda was mad I didn't play KB, man. I kinda felt like KB would have gave us a little bit more edge than what Vanderbilt was giving us, at least with his legs. Yeah, the thing is, maybe he would have given us more of an edge with his legs, but KB is always such a risk with his fumbling. Like, yeah. Like, you never know. He might have given us more yards, but we might have turned the ball over an extra, like, two times. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're right. You're so, right. who knows what would have happened there? I mean, like, like stressing out over how I picked outside run when some of our inside runs worked better that game throughout. Yeah, it was – so I was a little that's about that. That's the same thing I was saying. Like to see them like plan for the inside run, for us to plan for the outside run, and they still stop our outside run. This is wild. Yeah, our inside runs work better than our outside runs, even though they plan for inside runs. So, and yeah, the just... runs were weren't as good as what I thought. Their outside run defense wasn't as good, but. They proved me wrong there. Right. Right. Me too, man. Me too. Yeah, we were both thinking the same thing. And, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes things just don't work out well, the way you think they're going to work out. From what I learned from this, we just got to learn to do what got us here. Right. I mean, we're in the playoffs for a reason. And we should have just did what we do. We should have just... I guess fight fire with fire so we did what we do. But that's just a lesson for next season. I mean, hey, I don't I, I don't have any the more I think about it, I don't have any regrets about what we did in that last game. I think right. what it simply boils down to is if we had Brinker, I think we win that game. Honestly, if we have Brinker in. I, I feel the same. Like if we have we can't we can't plan for Brinker to get hurt. That's like that's just something we have to fight through and we tried our best but we had two choices that were pretty hard to make a decision with we could go with right. who doesn't give our offense as much flash and as much potential to do well but gives us a floor that we can look for or we could go with kb who we're worried might fumble the ball three times i mean but but if he doesn't fumble the ball he's going to be a better quarterback it's kind of like Right. I mean, I damn if, if you don't. Because we could have picked KB and he fumbled four times. We could be talking right now about how we should have picked Vanderbilt. Yeah. But either way, we would be talking about what if, if it could have been Brinker. But Doesn't at the end of the day, it wasn't Brinker. Got to look forward to the next game. We did the we did the best we could with what we had and just didn't work out. Right. Right. All right. 
So I got a, I got a couple questions for you. All right, hit me with them. All right, so so far, before we really dive into review, I don't know if you dive into review yet. How would you rate the team with your playbook? Like, what are things that you would say we did well, and things that you think we can improve on, and that you look to improve on for the next season? When we used my playbook and West Coast spread, I'd give us a three and a half out of five stars. When we used the West Coast spread, three and a half out of five stars. Like we did good, but it wasn't perfect because we we had times where we could run the ball super dominantly, and we had times where we could pass the ball fairly well, but never did we really see everything come together perfect for the, for our playbook. Like it always did well, but it never really did really well. It was always solid, but it never really exceeded any expectations you know so it was good it just needs some refinement i mean i think it i think it did well but i think it could do better like we're learning how to use it the best we can and and we've made a lot of progress it got better throughout the year in that last game i think like i said what ifs don't matter but rankers in the game i think we bring it all together and we drop more points than we did in that game so but, I mean, I think it was a solid playbook, but we're, we could definitely use it better next year. I give it three and a half out of five. Definitely. I think one thing that we need to work on, especially me, I think especially me, is expanding the, the schemes we use with you and dying to use uh, the vertical runs. And I think that was a scheme that we probably could have used effectively the last game. I didn't think it would work, but the way that they played was in comparison to what I expected. It probably would have worked better, especially the way Vandy was attacking. So, learning how we can put things together with both of our books will be uh, very key. Will be very yeah. key. Yeah, I was thinking like I was thinking the steamers might plan for us to run the ball, and that's why I was I was debating whether or not we should go vertical. And I was thinking maybe right. we use it, but I looked at their cornerbacks and their safeties, and I thought, well, they might still stop us even if they do try to go for it. So, right, especially with them playing cover four. Yeah, they have a cover four scheme. Do the, Do they ever schemes as a team or no? Or do they just stick with it? You say what? Do they ever switch up their schemes week to week? Uh, sometimes, but this game they didn't. They seem to be on the same scheme. All right. Uh, yeah, I thought they might switch schemes to try and stop us. I didn't notice them switching schemes. Because you can still play the run very effectively out of the cover four scheme. That's why a lot of the teams play it. Yeah, cover four, you just got to use it the right way. And if you use cover four right, then you're going to do real well. Yeah, mix in the scheme, and then you put in the training that you want. It can really affect how you play. Yeah, yeah, it can be real effective. But, I mean, there's ways to beat it, too. But, well, well let's not get too much into that because we don't want to give anything away for next year, you know. Definitely. 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 All right, now, another question for you. If we go back to the original rule with uh, – the coaches only being able to use one playbook. How do you feel about scheming with the Ravens playbook? Uh, I mean, the Ravens did a lot of good things for us this year. They had some big games for us. I mean, I wouldn't mind using the Ravens. I mean, there's a lot of good things you can do out of Ravens. You know the Ravens playbook better than I do, for sure. But I've seen how we use it, and I know decently how we use that playbook. 
<clears throat> and a lot of the read option in there works really well for one, and that fits the skill set of our of of uh, two of our current quarterbacks pretty well, especially the one we like to use currently, Brinker, especially our main man Brinker. And uh, vertically downfield, I mean, it can attack vertically. It can attack short decently. I mean, it's not a bad playbook. I like – my favorite playbook is the Pats playbook. But my second favorite is Panthers because I've been looking at it all year. And I just like a lot of the concepts in there. And I don't, I don't think we've really unlocked it fully. But if we only could use one playbook and we could only use the Ravens playbook, I mean, I still think I can make a good offense out of that playbook. I mean, I think it has enough in there, enough good plays to use it effectively. If we could get some of those OE options from the Panthers book, like when Cam was a Panther and the Patriots book, I think we both win. I think we both get what we want. Sadly, that's not possible. <laughs> hey, we shall see. I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to be looking around at a lot of different books. Like, I know I'll be looking at the Ravens as our base book. But there are a lot of teams that run the re-option, and it'd be nice to be able to still have that con- that still have that concept, but be able to expand on like uh the different things we can do with it. You know, I'm thinking you know I'm, I'm thinking the Pat's book might be uh more like you want this next year because we won't we're gonna be playing on Madden uh twenty three, right? Twenty two? Man twenty two? Yeah, Madden twenty two. Yeah, man, twenty-two, and they ran some read option this year, so I think they might be adding yeah. that can read option into the Pats book. And if the passing plays are still pretty similar to what they were this year, which there's a chance that they might be, I'm just saying there's a chance I would I would want to push hard to switch to Pats because I think oh, yeah. the read option I think that fits our team well. Because I will tell you, you will have some competition. There's a couple books. There's a couple teams. I'm looking at the Bears, and I'm looking at the Eagles. Just to see what they do with the players, like with us running, or with me being partial to the West Coast spread, and knowing those are real life West Coast spread teams, I'm definitely saying, and they have mobile quarterbacks. I want to see how much reaction they implement because I'm definitely looking at those. Yeah, I'll look at those too. I mean, I'm not gonna look at any yeah. books though until the new playbooks drop for Man 22. Because oh, yeah, definitely. we're ultimately going to be using. I'm not going to look into anything playbook-wise until they drop the new playbooks. Because there's no point looking at 21 playbooks because they're going to change next year. Some. I can maybe get a preview of what they look like. But they aren't yeah. the same, so I don't, I don't know. There's gonna I be- say the books that we have right now, like the Panthers and the Ravens, I say we still keep looking at those books. So we have a comparison book when we go into the next matter. Like, okay, why is this book better than the book that we already have? Yeah, we're going to have to do some uh, mix and match. And we're going to have to see what our team did well last year. Because the Panthers, I think what the Panthers did well was a lot of their run plays were really good. That's right. I think that did real well last year. I don't right. give it a chance to attack vertically like I think it's capable of. And we got to see how they change with Darnold instead of Bridgewater. That is true. I don't know how the playbook's going to look different. Because I think KB is it's more Bridgewater, and Darnold is more Brinker. Yeah, Darnold is a bit more like Brinker. You know, if Brinker was in a bad situation to start his career, because we know what happened to Darnold. He went to the Jets. His coach was right. His O-line was bad. His best receiver was Jamison Crowder. No shade to Jamison Crowder. I'm a Duke fan. He's great, but he's a yeah. receiver. So 
Sam never really had a chance. Right. Jamison Crowder. You're right. I had Jamison Crowder in fantasy football, and he got me like 30 points, like two or three weeks. But that's just because that's the only dude he could throw to. Everyone else. I mean, Brashad Perriman was their number two wide receiver, for gosh sake. You know? Yeah. yeah he wasn't great. <laughs> he was I remember him from the Ravens. Like three years ago, wasn't he? And then he was on the Browns on like five teams in like five years. <laughs> yeah. I remember when he was on the Ravens. He was super tough. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he a first-round pick? Yep. That was a bad pick. But, hey, I feel like receiver is one of those positions that you draft – Fake sim league or non sim league. When you draft it in the first round, you're either getting a superstar or you're getting someone who isn't very good. Yeah, that's always how it works out. You're either getting like a Julio, a Calvin Johnson, an AJ Green, an AJ Brown, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore. You know, guys like that who are true number one receivers. Recent drafts, or you're getting a Brashad Perriman or a Kevin White or. Darius even though this was a, <laughs> a second-round pick, the Eagles picked J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. And D.K. Gosh. was still on the board. I didn't know what they were doing there. They, they didn't know what they were doing. Don't get me started on the Eagles, because I hate them. Are you a fan? So, uh, who are you a fan of? Who's your team? I used to be an Eagles fan, until they fired Chip Kelly, which I think was the stupidest thing they ever did. But Chip wasn't the issue. It's taking years for people to understand what I was talking about. But now they're actually starting to understand. Yeah. Your GM is trash. Your GM, Howie Roseman? But he, it he is what it is. Good years, but he really yeah, he's was going off lately. Like, he had a stretch where he was a good GM, and then he kind of just fell off. But let's get back on nah. that. So. My guy, how you feeling? Pretty good. Pretty good. Man, we got, we got cut off a little bit, but... Luckily, we got cut off. When we get cut off, it's always that good point. Yep. All right, let's but, get questions. Yeah. I can't wait. Man. Say it again? Let's get to these questions, man. I can't wait to answer them. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What questions you got for me? Oh, my question. Oh, my question. Yeah. All right. All right, boom. Here's a new question since from the last time we talked. Uh, it's already been confirmed that we're going back to the one playbook style with each team having one offense and one defense. How do you feel about that? I mean, it honestly does make it a little bit easier to game plan. It does. I feel like it might make it a little bit easier to game plan for other teams because they only got one playbook now. They only got one playbook, so the plays you're seeing that teams run, the only thing that's going to change is their training and their scheme. And that's e- and that makes it a little bit easier to plan for other teams' offenses and defenses because they only got one playbook. And if you really dive into their playbook, like maybe week, a week before we play a team, we can really dive in their playbook and find out what schemes they can use, you know? You can find out what schemes that they can run out of that playbook and which scheme they probably will run based off – us and how we play, what they probably see on film, which will make it a little bit easier to plan for the other team because you don't have to worry about them completely switching up the playbooks before your game. But it also makes it easier for them to game plan for you too, I guess. So that's another thing. You got to make tougher decisions on playbooks because now you can't really have a one-dimensional playbook. You have a one-dimensional playbook that can only do one thing well. Teams are just going to take that away 
And that adds a little bit more strategy to it because you want to have a playbook that has a strength, but you also want a playbook that doesn't just have one strength that's really good. You want a playbook where you can do a lot of different things out of it. You're not just stuck with one way of playing the game. So your team can stay on the offensive and not be on the defensive. Your team can stay aggressive and keep the other team guessing week to week. And it's a little bit harder to do with only one playbook. I mean, same thing goes for defense too, because you only have one defensive playbook. Those offenses that you're going against, they're going to be like, well, they can only run this stuff out of it. So you're going to have to maybe get a little bit more creative with the schemes or look at different playbooks that can do more things and have more folds and wrinkles in them where you can run more defenses. And that makes those type of playbooks more valuable because now you can't just have a secondary playbook that can do something different. So it adds a level of strategy to it that wasn't there this year. That's great. That's great. All right, another question for you. All right, now, if the opportunity comes to you with one of the new coaches coming in to step up and go to their team and their offensive coordinator and be able to pick their offensive book or whether the defensive coordinator pick your defensive book, would you take that opportunity? Uh, I couldn't hear you that well. You broke up a little bit, but you were asking if another team offered me to be an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator and pick a book, would I take it? Yes. I mean, maybe, but I don't think so. I don't think so. I like working for you. So it's easy to work. My, it's easier to work with you my than to be with other people. My guy. See, this is the – now, I talked about this. <laughs> On my part of the pod, I talked about this. I said, like, he would, but I think that he should. You feel me? Like, because I just know, like, if you get the opportunity to really expand and be in control and learn from that experience, too, you should. Like, I don't want to pigeonhole you to the re-option because there's, there's things in your schemes that work very, very well, and I try to take those things and apply them to the things that we do. But if you get the opportunity to really shine, I feel like you should go shine. Like, it won't be no hard feelings for me. I'm going to support you. And if it doesn't work, then just come back. I'll find you right back. But I at least want you to take the opportunity. All right. Well, when it comes to that front, like, the way I look at it is I'd have to really like the team I'm going to. I'm not just going to take any job just because I can run an offensive playbook. I'm going to have to really about it. I'm going to have to like the new person a lot who I'm working with because I like your team a lot and I like the weapons you have on your team a lot. And another thing is I like working with you because you're a smart guy. That's another thing. And if I'm working with a team, I got to make sure I agree with their thought process and how they're doing things and make it feel like they're really committed to the league. Like uh, you are, man. And there's a lot to learn from most of the coaches in this league. That's the way it would be. But you know, I'm just, I got to do my due diligence. Like, I can't say no to an opportunity if it's a better opportunity. But I do have to make sure that opportunity that I'm getting is really a good opportunity and not full school. Where I'm going to where I'm gonna flame out because uh, the person I'm working with isn't going to mesh with me well. So I got to make sure whoever I work with, if I was to move teams, is going to be able to support me the way you support me. You know? My guy. That's why I rock with you. That's why I like that. My guy, my guy, this is a smart guy right here. This is a smart guy right here. Definitely, definitely. All right. What 
What do you think was the biggest thing that you've learned in comparison from the league that you're in? I know in your league, you made it to the conference championship. Congratulations. Two years in a row, we lost in the conference championship in the league where I'm a head coach. Two years in a row. We can't get past conference championship. Lost in over this year. Don't be the Eagles, man. Don't be the Eagles. You can do it. (laughs) You can do it, man. More like the Packers because they've been doing that for years now. (laughs) Definitely. Them too. Them too. Man, that's crazy. The biggest thing I learned from you is how much trainings really matter. Because when I came into this league, I didn't realize how much trainings really affected how you played. Like, I didn't understand that when I came into the league, which is something really important as a head coach for head coaches, because what training you put in affects how your book plays just as much as the scheme does. Well, maybe not just as much, but almost as much as the scheme does. Like, it's something that affects the way your team plays a lot, and it gives bonuses to different skills on your offense, different players on your offense. It ups how well they play. It changes how your offense runs. Maybe the plays you run on first down, second down, third down. Like maybe if you go outside run, instead of that inside run on first down, you're running it outside because the other team's outside linebackers are weak in run defense. Or maybe their middle linebacker sucks and they don't have good defensive tackles, so you want to run it inside because on tape that's what they're really bad at. Or maybe they run a 46 defense. And they like to stop the run the whole game. So you, so your usual run-heavy offense, you decide you're going to open it up and go verticals, and then they can't do anything about it. So those trainings affect things a lot more than I originally thought when I came to the league. And you taught me a lot about that. I also learned a lot about different playbooks. Like when you look into a playbook, I didn't look into it enough. I didn't count the plays. Like I just looked at it and said, it looks like there's good plays in here. I didn't count how many each play there were. And I didn't think quite as much about which schemes it can run, not as much as I should have at least. Because I know, like, if I'm picking Panthers, I can go vertical zone run. I knew that I could go West Coast with it. But when I was running Pats, I looked at Pats again. I'm like, well, this is a vertical zone run playbook, which is the reason I picked it originally in my other league. But I also didn't think about what other secondary schemes it could use. I only thought about the big picture scheme. And now when I look at it too, I'm like, well, it can run West Coast and – you can also go vertical power run with it, even though I'm not a fan of power run schemes, but you can go multiple zone run if you really want. I mean, even though I'm not the hugest fan of that either, but there's like multiple other things you can do besides just the main intended purpose of the number one scheme that you got to look into because teams are going to be planning to take stuff away from you in the RFL, which is something that doesn't happen as much in my league that I'm in, which learn all that stuff gives me an edge because then I can really mess up those other teams because I'm just, thinking at a higher level. So those are some things I learned, some really important key things. Team building, I don't, I don't think I've learned a lot about team building. That's something I already knew decently about. That was something I already had down, like the 3-4 and the 4-3 and how you need to have different players that fit different molds for different defenses. I, I knew that, but I learned a lot about how much schemes matter and how much playbooks matter, and especially how much trainings matters because I kind of understood – the playbook's importance and the scheme's importance, but I just expanded on that knowledge. But for trainings, that was kind of opened my eyes to that this year, how important that is, which you taught me that pretty quickly. And I realized that pretty quickly and I took that in stride and I've only improved on it. So we're, we're growing a lot. Definitely. Definitely. <clears throat> Sorry if it was I a little. Like that was, no, I felt like that was, 
learned the hard way, and I wanted you to learn very early so you didn't have to deal with that later. So yeah. I'm glad that is something that you picked up on because it killed me not understanding that my first year as a coach. So definitely. And I think knowing that helps us go into picking our next our next playbook. So yeah, because then we can, be very we can take into account what uh, trainings we can use in it too. Right. Right. A lot of... A lot of a lot of people don't really deep dive the playbook the way I've learned to deep dive the playbook just from talking to other coaches in this league who've been successful. So yeah, it's interesting. If I could definitely, even if you're right. yeah, even if your playbook can only run one scheme, maybe it can run like twelve different trainings out of that one scheme that make it almost like running a different scheme, which is yes. an interesting thought to think. So it's not just what schemes your playbook can run. But what trainings can it run out of those schemes? That's like yes. the next level of thinking that you got to use. You could have yes. a perfect scheme for a week, but if you're running some garbage training, like if you're running a run-heavy training versus a shitty run defense that runs uh, cover four defense, like four quarters, then you're probably not going to do well against them if you go vertical. <laughs> Ver what is it called? Uh, verts against them. Like if you go verts against a cover fourteen, you're just not going to do very well. Even if your playbook is usually run heavy, so playbook and scheme don't matter if you choose the wrong training. Like, and especially if you choose a training that doesn't even work for your playbook at all. Like, your playbook doesn't even have those plays in them. Like, if you choose a concept for your playbook that isn't in your playbook, then you basically just wasted your training because your training gives bonuses to your players. Yeah. And something I've learned the importance of is I write all my trainings that I know I can run down in it. So I don't have to always remember it off the top of my head. And I can always go back and look at it. Look at what I read, made earlier, make a whole list of all the trainings I can use. Because that makes it easy for me to remember. Because then I can go look down uh, item by item and see what training works best that I can run. It's like a little cheat sheet for myself that I can use. Definitely. We definitely have that pen. We definitely have that pen. That was key. That was very key. All right. Final question, because I know we both have to we both have to go. All right. So final question. All right. Looking at the Ravens book. What passing schemes from your playbook, do you think you man into that book going for And the Ravens? Well, Ravens, I think the Ravens has a good amount of verticals. And I do like to uh, do like to stretch the defense deep down the field when I have a quarterback who can do it like Brinker. So that's something I can implement. It's something I didn't really get to implement this year. Because like you were talking to me in Discord earlier, a lot of people like to us to stop your uh, <laughs> your vertical schemes because you were so well known for it. That's why a lot of teams run those cover four type schemes in our division. <laughs> because of you, you started a trend. Because <laughs> of you, man. But I know the Ravens book can attack vertically pretty well. I mean, when I ran the Panthers book, I know West Coast spread is the scheme we use for Panthers. And I mean, you can use that in Ravens too. It works pretty similarly. It has a lot of slants like Panthers have. 
which is a route that I like. It's a route that every playbook has, really. But, I mean, slants are always good. has curls. Panthers had a lot of curls. It has a little bit less of those spacing routes that are kind of only useful for red zones and, like, third and ones, which is something I actually am happy about. Not quite as many spacing plays because spacing is useful situationally, but in Madden, Madden doesn't know how to use it right, so it doesn't matter. Madden doesn't understand in the playbook, even if you do pick the right training. Sometimes Madden just does dumb stuff when your playbook has a lot of plays that are kind of useless in certain situations because they'll be like, yeah, spacing's on first and 20. That's a great idea. We can get five yards. Well, I, I need right. 10 yards so I can have a second and 11, have a chance to make it a third and short, you know. But, right. I mean, it has more read option than Pan- Panthers did, and the read option it has is better, which is nice too because Panthers had some read option. But this Ravens playbook plays to Brinker's strengths a little bit more with the read option. I will say that I think Panthers had some better short routes, had some better short routes, and had maybe better flood concepts, but not much better. But that's not a big issue to me because it has better vertical concepts like verts, better verts concepts. So that's something I can always take into account, and it can still run flood. So it's not a huge issue because it's still good at flood. It's just Panthers was really good for flood. And we didn't really get a good chance to use flood on Panthers because of uh, all the four three-quarters defenses we were facing. But there's a lot of good passing concepts I can incorporate in it. And the running concepts are different, though. Like, in the run game, the run games are totally different. Passing-wise, I don't think there's a giant difference, but the run games are totally different. One is read option-centric, and the other one was kind of halfback stretch, inside zone, quick hit run game which I like a little bit better, but it's not a huge difference because that read option just does something different effectively. They both really work well. So I don't feel like we're losing anything there. I mean, and plus, you know Ravens a lot better than I do because that isn't my main playbook, which I've been learning some throughout the year because I need to learn because it's, it was one of our playbooks. But Panthers was my book, man, that I had spent a lot of time learning. But I did look into Ravens some, and I know some of the stuff we can run out of Ravens. And a lot of it is pretty effective. A game I always remember is that Columbus Explorers game we used against uh, when we where we used the Ravens playbook. It was pretty effective versus them. It attacked downfield well, even though we did get a lot of turnovers from the other team, which is one of the big reasons we scored a lot of points was because all those turnovers were forced. But still, the book looked good that game. I know we scored a lot that game. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for Ravens' book. If we end up using Ravens, I think I can still run a really good offense out of it. My God. We shall see, man. We shall see. All right. It was it was great talking to you. We'll definitely be back in contact when we go over our like season review. Uh when we start talking about the draft players that we're looking at. We'll definitely have more joint podcasts. Uh hopefully my internet will be better too, man, so we can we can keep things flowing right. I, I got uh I got a little time, man. I can ask, I wanna ask you a question. Just one quick question. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So out of all the players on our team, pick one offensive player and one defensive player who are our most important players for the whole year, who did the most for our team, and were one of the biggest reasons we made it to the postseason and why we'll make it back next year. One offensive, one defensive, the most important. Uh, okay, offensive, I'm going to say Kenny Steele. I'm going to say Kenny Steele is the most important 
Uh, one because he was the the he was the the workhorse. He was the bell cow for our offense as far as in the rushing game. A lot of things were centered around him, whether it be the play action or whether it be the read option. Everything was centered around him. Uh, when we lost him, it definitely made a big difference in the way that we play. And he's a player that usually when teams face us, that's the guy that they key on. So I would say he's the most important, whether it's as a, being productive or being a, a decoy and us working around him. Uh, on defense, I'm going to say cheeseburger, man. I think cheeseburger is the key to our success as far as keeping our, our our defense being productive. In the games where we didn't have him, when we didn't have pressure up the middle, uh, our performance was very, very lackluster, man. It was lackluster. Uh, he sets it up for the – it's uh, the linemen around him getting pressure. Shout out to Yap. Shout out to Yates. Whether it's the cornerback uh, being able to get those picks, you feel me? Uh, he sets it all up, man. It starts with him. That pressure from him. Uh, we're a whole different team. So yeah, those really, are my I really agree with uh, what you're thinking about Kenny Steele. Because I remember when he was out. And that was tough because Mike Troy isn't bad, but he's not half the player Kenny Steele is. Because he's right. missing all the receiving attributes and he's missing some of the elusiveness and Breakaway. Well, not elusiveness. He actually has the elusiveness, but he doesn't have the breakaway speed. <laughs> and he has a little bit less power than Steele. Because Steele is basically C Mac for our offense because he catches it really well. He rushes it really well. He fits about every possible scheme that you could think yeah. of because he's that good. He's he's a generational type running back because you don't see guys who can do what he do he does very often that can do every single part of being a running back at an elite level. So when he went down, our whole offense had to change. And then he comes back, and he's instantly running against the Condors for like 200 yards. Wasn't that, I think that was his first watch game back. He played against the Condors and dropped like 200 <laughs> yards. Right. Welcome back, party. Here I go. Right. Push over the whole team. And that was one of our better games, even if the Condors aren't exactly the toughest opponent. That was still Definitely. a very good game for our team. But – on defense, I mean, who I would pick, I think Cheeseburger is definitely someone I would consider. But uh, Harold and King are two safeties. King ended up playing a lot of sub-linebacker a lot of the times. And when he wasn't playing sub-linebacker, he was locking down deep down the field. And when he was playing linebacker, he was making plays that were really important. And I think if we lost either of those safeties, then our ability to cover the other team – run or pass would have been highly diminished because without Harold, Harold made a lot of big interceptions this year. Harold made a lot of big momentum changing plays. He was really important for our team. You know, veteran leader. I mean, he did a lot of good things. He was really good safety. And then you look at Definitely. Ethan King, he was the heart he was the heart and soul of the defense, I think, because he's that chess piece we move around the whole time. Because he can cover, he can stop the run. And even when we aren't getting pressure because Cheeseburger's out, with Harold and King back there, we can sometimes we can cover for so long that we get a sack anyway. And without them, it wouldn't have mattered to get that pressure because people would have just been open and they would have just been able to pass it on us downfield. Even though I do think we have players who could fill in decently for him. But 
I mean, I don't know. I think those guys are just irreplaceable because they have such a big defense. So is Cheeseburger, though. So it's kind of hard to pick because Cheeseburger is the foundation of our own of our D line. So like I'm not, King and Harold are I'm the not mad at the choice. safeties. And Cheeseburger is the foundation of our D line. So it's kind of like you're picking between two thoroughbred horses, where I guess technically three, because I picked two players. But those three are probably our most important players. You know, Harold, King, Cheeseburger. It's those three for sure. But I just chose the two safeties because we had the best pass defense. Well, not the well, definitely top top pass defense because there's some might be some better ones, but it's definitely one of the hardest pass defenses. I don't want to take anything away from any other RFL team. But I think our pass defense is pretty stout. You do a good job on that side of the ball. Hey, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And when I look at when I just look at how we line up, I see Cheeseburger in the middle. You got Ethan King in the middle, and you got Hayden Harrow at the top of the field in the middle. So that line, all three of those guys are very, very important. So I, I understand. I definitely understand, man. I definitely understand. I wanted to pick King, but I was like, if I really, really think about it, I'm going to have to go with these. But I do. I don't know what we would have done if we lost King. Yeah. So. We saw what happened when King wasn't in that sub-linebacker spot versus uh, the Diablos. That was a really yes. game. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, yes, it was. You are I very right. We could have figured something out, maybe, if we if King went down. But I don't know. For a few weeks, it would have took, taken us a few weeks to figure out what to do if he was out for the year. We would have had right. some new guys in that spot, and and even if we did find a guy who could play serviceably behind him, we'd still be missing King. Same thing. We did lose Cheeseburger for like six, eight weeks, didn't we? And he, yeah, we lost him for a while. We lost him for a while, and when he was out, I noticed our pass rush wasn't getting there as much. And this yeah, it was a lot of deep passes. This switch to current gen, yeah, looked a little bit worse. William Yates. I think yeah, Yates looked worse, but yeah, Yap is Tristan Henry. I think he looked. Oh, better Yap better. is Tristan Henry. Why did I say Yap? Yeah, I don't know. Yap. Yeah, because his Henry YouTube name good. is Multi Apples. So I always oh, call him okay. okay. Well, Yap looks good then. Yap was good. I like Tristan Van Reed this year. Yeah, Yates is being replaced. Yates, yeah, we gotta we gotta find someone new. I don't know. Yeah, draft or through free. Maybe a trade. We'll figure something out for that position. That's definitely the goal. We'll see. We'll see. I'm working. I have some plans in the works. We're working on something. All right, so, man. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm short on time. You're short on time. So. I enjoy being oh, yeah. on the show, and I uh, look forward to making a lot of big moves this offseason. Definitely. We'll definitely be in contact. We'll definitely be in contact, man. All right, man. I hope you have a good day. Hey, you too. Good luck, man. Thanks, man. All right. I'll see you later. See you later. Man, let me tell you something good. So I'm coming in here, chilling, thinking, all right, I'm about to – let me record a podcast. I ain't recorded a podcast in a minute. Like, I got some things I want to talk about now, some things we're looking into. Like, it's been the Senior Bowl. We're going into the Reload Bowl. I pull up Anchor and I look, and I ain't even released the last podcast that I did. I'm sorry for the wait. I'm sorry for the wait. I don't know what's going on. I guess I'm going to go back through and see what I was trying to do, like, 
I guess I was trying to edit something, but I'm look at it. You feel me? I do want to say I apologize for my phone quality. That might have been what. That's what it was. I was trying to see if I could add on my phone quality. There's nothing that I could do, so I apologize for my phone quality. But if you stick through, man, it's definitely some gems. It's definitely some gems. I mean, if you got to this part, then you stuck through. So I appreciate you. I definitely appreciate you. All right, but as always, you feel me? All right, earn your stripes. All right. Protect the crown. All right. Gorilla Gang. Yes, sir. Gorilla Gang. You feel me? All right. Bomb Squad. Go Barons.